Hi, everybody. Before the episode starts, I just wanted to say that I hatched this idea earlier in the week of doing an episode featuring sad music, and I solicited all of my friends on Facebook to provide input. And man, did I get a lot of suggestions. As I started to put the list together, I realized that there was just an enormous amount of material here, and I had to somehow limit myself. So I chose to do just classical selections. I've created two different episodes out of that material, the one you're about to hear and one for my Patreon subscribers. And by the way, if you want to support me on Patreon, you can access my Patreon page at patreon.com countermelody. And that's the only advertisement you'll be getting this week. As we observe the one-year anniversary of the worldwide acknowledgement of the pandemic, I realized that this might be a little bit heavy for my listeners this week. So I've decided to frame it in a somewhat amusing way. I hope it's not offensive or icky to anybody. I tried to be funny. Sometimes I am. I hope I am in this case, and I hope you enjoy it. By the way, if you really hate my sense of humor, just advance past all the silly stuff and stick with the extraordinarily beautiful music and performances that I offer you today. Thanks. Dear listeners, and welcome to Counter Melody. It is I, your host, Daniel Gundlach, and as always, I'm committed to bringing you the voices of beloved singers, often focusing on unexpected facets of their artistry. You will also be hearing less celebrated but equally treasurable artists who deserve our attention and respect. I'm honored to have you join me on this ongoing mutual journey of discovery. And now, without any further ado, let's get down to today's business. Great singers and great singing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to WOKE, Milwaukee's Top 40 Classical Radio Station. Got a special lineup for you today, because, you know, we've been through a hard time this past year, and I thought it would be really nice to have some super sad songs to listen to. I've opened up the lines, so if you feel like calling in and offering your suggestions, please do. Here's my choice for the first one. It's the song Azulao, sung by Gerard Suzet, accompanied by Dalton Baldwin.
brother, that was a really sad one. I see the phones are ringing off the hook. So I'm going to just pick up the first one and see who's calling in. Hi, welcome to Counter Melody. Who's on the line, please? Uh, Hello, uh, this is Monsieur Dominique Schuffler. I was calling because I did not know, perhaps you Americans did not know, that is Patrick, uh, the great French soprano René Doria died just uh, one month after her 100th birthday. Uh, If I could make a suggestion, could I do that, please? But of course, yes, let's hear your suggestion, please. I would like to hear René Doria sing the wonderful song, Plaisir d'Amour, because it is a very sad song. It's the best way to pay tribute to a wonderful artist. Thank you so much, Mr. Cauliflower. Here's René Doria singing that beautiful song, Plaisir d'Amour. Wonderful tribute to a great singer. Thanks to our caller from France. Oh, we got another one on the line. Let me pick this one up. Hold on, folks. Hello, this is WOKE, Milwaukee's Top 40 Classical Radio Station. What would you like to hear today? Mrs. Frulingsfeld, you're really lucky here because I just dug up a great recording of Ermgard Siegfried singing this very song. Here we go. Have fun, folks. Oh, my friend, my friend, 
Wow, you really gotta feel sorry for her. She doesn't have it easy. Of course, none of us do these days. I just got an email from Charles, who is asking to hear a piece from a Baroque opera by Rameau from Castor and Pollux. It's called, oh my goodness, I don't know how to pronounce this. Tristes Après Pale Flambeau. I wish that we still had Mr. Cauliflower here on the line to tell us how to pronounce it. So here's this. And I found a wonderful Baroque-style performance from 1972. So it's the early days of period performance. And the soprano is the American named Jeanette Scavati. It's Nikolaus Harnencourt conducting the Concentis Musica Svein.
Susan just tweeted at me, and she'd like to hear Dido's Lament. Well, that's a very sad song, of course, and I found one by the Canadian soprano, Lois Marshall. This was from a telecast. In 1963, I found it on YouTube, and I gotta tell you guys, don't read these comments that people write. You got a lot of people that think they know a lot of stuff, and they really don't know nothing. I just say, well, Toscanini liked her, Thomas Beecham liked her, good enough for me. Oh, gosh. Here's the wonderful Canadian soprano, Lois Marshall. Oh, yeah.
oh, I've been ignoring the phones and they are just ringing off the hooks. So let's take this next call. This is WOKE, Milwaukee's Top 40 Classical Radio Station. Hello, this is Edmund Heveringbrook. I should like to hear Flow My Tears by John Derrand. I always find that when I'm feeling depressed, that it's wonderful to listen to the songs of John Derrand. I couldn't agree more. Mr. Um, whatever you said your name was, is there a special singer you'd like to hear? Yes, I would like to hear Peter Piaf. In this material, he is, as we say, without Piaf. <laughs> I've been looking around and I just found a performance, a live performance, from Aldeborough, where Peter Pierce and Benjamin Britten had their music festival and where they lived. You know, there's a guitarist named Julian Bream. He just died not so long ago and they used to do lots of concerts together, Peter Pierce and Julian Bream. Yes, I was in attendance at several of them. Thank you so much for reminding me of that. It's wonderful to reminisce about those days. It's not the 7th of June, 1958, is it? How did you know that? I was present at this very performance. Oh my gosh, what a coinky dink. Let's listen to it right now. Oh, my. 
Perfectly all right, Mr. Oh, dear. I can't remember your name. I'm so bad with names, you know. <laughs> Maybe there's another song you'd like to hear as well. Well, in fact, there is. If you don't mind, I'd love to hear Dame Janet Baker singing from Gustav Mahler's Das Lied von der Erde. We certainly have lots of recordings of that. Yes, but I have a very specific request for this one as well. I want to hear the performance that she gave with George Sell in Clayfield in February 1970. Oh dear, I don't know if I have that one handy. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh! The phone's ringing and it's on the special George Sell line. I can scarcely believe it. This phone hasn't rung in more than 50 years. Excuse me, Mr. Featherstone. I gotta pick this up. Hold on. Hello? Welcome to WOKE, Milwaukee's Top 40 Classical Radio Station. Who is this? There is validity in the view, no doubt held by George Sell himself, that one could only know the man through his music. Oh my gosh, it's the Angel Gabriel. I'd recognize that voice anywhere. However, on many occasions, he spoke with eloquence, illumination, and wit on a variety of musical subjects. And when he did, he added new dimensions to himself and to music. Gabe, it's just great to hear from you. Listen, I got somebody here on the other line from England. You know how they are. And he insists there's a recording of George Sell and Janet Baker doing Das Lied von der Erde. What do you know about that? I must warn you, I am not a Marlowite. Oh my gosh, it's Sir George Sell. As a matter of fact, I am a very late convert to Marlowe. I grew up in Vienna in a very strictly anti marlowe atmosphere, that is to say, anti-Mahler is composer and very much pro-Mahler is director of the opera and conductor. Yeah, okay, so you say. But I've got somebody on the other line and he just insists that you performed Das Lied von der Erde with Janet Baker. Is that true? Oh, my goodness, I hear it playing in the background already. Let's give it a listen. Thank you so much. Sir George Sell. No, wait a minute, that's the other one. Maestro George Sell. Thank you.
Well, call back any time. Not really. We've got so many people on the line waiting to speak to me. Here, let me take this next call. Hi, this is WOKE, Milwaukee's Top 40 Classical Radio Station. And I'm your host, Daniel Gunlock. What would you like to hear today? Hi there. I really want to hear some Maria Callas, okay? Do you got any Maria Callas? Oh, we've got lots of Maria Callas here, yeah. What do you want to hear? You got anything from that, uh, Orpheus thing that she sang? I really like that one. Oh, I do. Here it is. I hope you enjoy. Oh, thanks.
Dear friends, I'm so sorry, but our host seems to have been taken ill. He's passed out on the floor after that last performance. I'm going to step in and cover for him until he recovers, if he does recover. I'm a little flustered here. Uh, let me see if I can uh, just uh, find something off the top of my head that fits the theme of the day. Oh, gosh. Oh. Um, let me just see here. Oh, look, I've just gotten a Facebook message from Julian, and he would like to hear The Lament of Ian the Proud. This is a song by Charles Griffiths. Yes, it's a marvelous song. And do you know, I happen to have a performance here by Phyllis Bryn-Jolson. It's right here in the CD drive. I was just preparing a special episode on Phyllis Brinjolson in the near future. Here at Counter Melody, we're going to do a whole series of 20th century avant-garde divas and anti-divas. I'm not sure if Phyllis Brinjolson qualifies as a diva or an anti-diva, but she's definitely avant-garde. She sang such a wide range of music. And this song from, let's see, when was this recorded? 1976. It was from a full album of the music of Charles Tomlinson Griffiths, and this is one great song. This is the first of the three poems by Fiona MacLeod, Opus 11. And who is Fiona MacLeod, you might ask? Well, the answer is not so obvious. Fiona MacLeod was a pseudonym and almost an alter ego of a Scottish writer named William Sharp. These poems were very influential in what was called the Celtic Twilight Movement, and a number of composers set this author. What is this crying that I hear in the wind? Is it the old sorrow and the old grief, or is it a new thing coming? I know not what it is, but on the moor above the shore there is a stone which the purple neck of heather bind, and thereon is writ, she will return no more.
Well, W-O-K-E listeners, it looks as if your regular host is still passed out on the floor. So I think what I'll do is just offer you some teasers for upcoming episodes of Counter Melody. A singer that will be featured in two weeks is the extraordinary Italian soprano Magda Olivero. But meanwhile, let's listen to her extraordinary performance of Senza Mamma from Suara Angelica. This recording is from 1949. A year ago, in honor of April Fool's Day, I offered you an episode called Alternate Universe Bel Canto. That was full of singers who, on some level, really couldn't sing, but still managed to exercise their artistry and voices upon our hapless ears. This year, I will be offering a different kind of alternate universe bel canto, an episode which features the extraordinary Kathy Barbarian, or Magnificathy, as the Italian writer Umberto Eco first described her. She sang the gamut of 
everything from Victorian ballads to Claudio Monteverdi to the avant-garde compositions of her one-time husband, Luciano Berio. Today, because we're listening to sad music, how about a clip from L'Incoronazione di Poppea? In this landmark recording from 1974, Kathy Berberian sings the role of the betrayed empress Ottavia. She sings this monologue, Disprezzate Regina, Despised Queen, in which she describes the horrible lot of woman who must give birth to that very thing which is set upon destroying her, that is, a male child. I believe earlier in the episode we heard some Harnoncourt. Here he is once again conducting the Concentus Musicus Wien. Oh, dear. Marita, 
In April, we have a big birthday coming up. That is for Jorma Hyrninen. I featured him in an episode a few months ago. And in honor of his 80th birthday coming up at the beginning of April, I will be offering a birthday episode featuring him in Art Song. We just heard Kathy Barbarian singing a piece reflective of the most profound bitterness. Here's another very, very bitter song. This is from Brahms's Vier Ernste Gesänge, which he composed in the last years of his life to biblical texts. A few weeks ago, we heard William Warfield singing excerpts of the last two of those songs. Right now, let's listen to a portion of the first song, Deneskeet de Menschen. The same thing that happens to beasts happens to the sons of men. They both die, they all turn to dust. All is vanity. <laughs> The next song I'm going to play for you reflects a very different kind of sadness, not the bitterness of the past two songs, but rather a much more Gallic depression for which there is no particular cause, but which is a state of being. This is the song Il pleure dans mon cœur, the second of Debussy's Ariette oubliée, to a poem by Paul Verlaine, much to my delight. It is sung here by the American soprano Bethany Beardsley, who at the time of this recording was already in her 60s. She too is going to be featured on her very own episode coming up in the next few months. Here's a little teaser of Bethany Beardsley accompanied by Robert Helps in this recording from 1989. Oh, no. 
Hmm, looks like my previous host is still passed out on the floor from the power of Maria Callas. So I'm just going to check and see. Yes, we have a message from another listener who would like to hear the song Prison of Gabriel Fauré. It's well-timed because this is also a text by Paul Verlaine. There was a time in Verlaine's life when he found himself imprisoned and all he could see was the tops of the trees and he was left to upbraid himself for having discarded his youth. This performance is by the Dutch baritone Bernard Croisson, accompanied by the American pianist Noel Lee. This recording was made in December 1965. <laughs> Ciel qu'on voit doucement un oiseau sur l'arbre qu'on voit chante sa plainte. Mon Dieu, mon Dieu. a setting of the same poem by a different composer. This is by the Venezuelan-born French composer, Rinaldo Anne. His setting of the same poem is called Dune Prison, and it is performed here by the Swiss baritone Charles Ponzera, accompanied by his wife Madeleine Ponzera Bayot in this recording from 
By the way, Ponserrat was Swiss. I'm still planning an episode. I've been planning it for a while on Swiss misses and misters featuring all Swiss singers and perhaps even a few composers that will be coming sometime during season two of Counter Melody. Now let us revisit another favorite singer of mine and of the podcast, the German singer Brigitte Fassbinder. As an artist, Brigitte Fassbinder's primary motivation was always the word and the meaning of the word and conveying the meaning of the word. She does that as only a handful of other singers, including Lotte Lehmann and Irmgard Seyfried and Hans Hotter, among others, have done. We haven't yet heard any music by Robert Schumann, one of the great leader composers, nor have we yet heard the words of the German poet Heinrich Heine. In 1840, Robert Schumann wrote an extraordinary collection of songs, including several song cycles, of which this one, the Opus 24 Liederkreis, was the first. This is the third song of the group, called Ich wandelte unter den Bäumen. I wandered alone among the trees. Old dreams stole into my heart. You birds, where did you learn that song? The poet asks. And the birds say, there was a young woman who passed by her singing it. And we, the birds who love such beautiful things, are singing it again. And the poet responds, you've tricked me, cunning little birds. You tried to steal my grief away from me. And now I will never trust anyone again. The pianist in this 1985 recording is the late Erwin Gage, who collaborated with so many extraordinary singers over the course of his career.
This next song is certainly one of the saddest that I've ever heard. It's the final song of Francis Poulenc's cycle, Banalité, set to poems by Guillaume Apollinaire. Apollinaire combined words in a way that didn't always make literal sense, but almost always contained profound truths. This is certainly true of the last of these songs. Notre amour est réglé par les calmes étoiles. Our love is governed by calm stars. The song talks of dreamers who tore out their hearts and carried them in their right hands. Sailors, emigrants, and dreamers, all of them who died of love. My poor broken heart, enslaved in my hands, like the hearts of all men, has died of love. So tear yours out too, for nothing will be free until the end of time. Leave everything to the dead and hide our sobs. This is performed by Poulenc's partner, Pierre Bernac, for whom the cycle was written. Poulenc himself accompanies in this 1950 performance. <laughs> See you. 
doesn't usually think of Igor Stravinsky as a composer who had a big heart. After his early successes, he became more and more intellectual and less and less, in my opinion, connected to his heart. Stravinsky and the Welsh poet Dylan Thomas, Boston, in May 1953. Stravinsky had hoped that they would collaborate on an opera. He had extended an open invitation to Dylan Thomas to visit him in Hollywood, and yet that never took place as Dylan Thomas died in November 1953. And Stravinsky was profoundly affected by this passing. In Thomas's memory, Stravinsky composed an extraordinary piece entitled In Memoriam Dylan Thomas, the central portion of which is a setting of Dylan Thomas's poem, Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night, which was written in memory of Dylan Thomas's own father. I'm offering a truncated version of that setting for tenor and string quartet. The piece is composed using the serial technique, and yet it reveals such profound feeling. I would say among Stravinsky's late work, it is the sole example of that. In this performance, recorded in 1965, we hear the British tenor Alexander Young and Igor Stravinsky himself conducting. Do not go gentle into that good Oh. 
but go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Oh my gosh, what was that horrible sound? Oh, it looks as if your regular host is uh, once again conscious. Oh, I was having a wonderful dream, and then this horrible sound came at me, and just what an unpleasant thing. And who are you? Well, <laughs> I could ask who you are. I am the host of Counter Melody, after all. Daniel Gundlach. What's your name? Oh, I'm Daniel Gundlach. Is that right? Hmm. Well, who's going to continue this program? Is it going to be you or is it going to be me? Well, if you're going to play stuff like this, I'm just leaving the studio. You deal with the end of this. Goodbye. Well, I'm pleased at being returned to my rightful uh, place here in front of the microphone permanently. I'm sorry about this person who claims to be Daniel Gantlank giving you a such a program as I would not normally present to you. But I've got a few things left on my set list, and the first is a song by the French composer Jacques Lugerny, set to a poem by Pierre de Ronsard. The song is entitled Ma douce juvence est passée. My sweet youth is gone. My strength is shattered. I have black teeth and a white head. My body is so cold that it feels as if it were filled with nothing but red water in place of blood. No matter where I go, I turn around and I see death coming. This 1985 performance is by my fellow Wisconsinite, the baritone Kurt Ullmann. It's a shame that Daniel Kandlack has left the studio. I'm sure he would have something to say about our shared heritage. Hi, Kurt. He's accompanied by the pianist Mary Dibbern, who is the world's leading expert on the songs of Jacques Le Guerigny. Oh, <laughs> 
the american mezzo-soprano nan merriman retired at the very early age of forty-five she had married the dutch tenor tom brandt who was a widower and who had ten children who he needed a woman to help raise so nan merriman gave up her career to help raise his children this performance is from a pair of farewell recitals that she gave in april of nineteen sixty five both the poem and the song are by james joyce before nan merriman herself introduces the song let me read part of the text to you bid adieu to girlish days happy love is come to woo thee and woo thy girlish ways the zone that doth become thee fair the snood upon thy yellow hair when thou hast heard his name upon the bugles of the cherubim begin thou softly to unzone thy girlish bosom unto him and softly to undo the snood that is the sign of maidenhood i'd like to sing a song by james joyce arranged by edmund pendleton bid adieu
It's an extraordinary thing when just the shape of a melody can evoke such a strong response in us, and the color of a voice such as Nan Merriman had, not to mention these extraordinary words, can loosen up all of these feelings of sorrow. And of course, as I had said, also not to forget the context in which this performance took place. As the episode winds down, I want to pay tribute to another great French soprano who, like René Doria, died quite recently. This is the French soprano Andrea Cuillot. She is probably most famous to non-French audiences as the Michaela on the Calas Carmen recording. And indeed, her voice was quite different from René Doria's. Here's a 1965 live performance of Les Dialogues des Carmelites, the Dialogues of the Carmelites, conducted by Jean Fournet. This is a scene that takes place in the prison as Madame Lidoine, the new prioress, tries to comfort the nuns in her order under her charge as they await the news. In the excerpt that I'm going to offer you, the nuns have just been visited by the jailer who has quite callously told them that they are all to be put to death on the guillotine, and Madame Lidoine tells her fellow sisters that she places them one final time and forever under her maternal blessing.
I started the episode in, frankly, a very silly way. I wasn't sure how to tackle this very serious theme. I thought maybe easing into it with a little bit of humor might make it easier to take. We began with Gérard Souzy, and we end with him as well, once again accompanied by Dalton Baldwin. This is from their 1964 recording of Die Schöne Müllerin, that sublime song cycle by Franz Schubert through the words of Wilhelm Müller. It tells a tragic story of a young, innocent, and easily wounded apprentice who, after an unhappy love affair with the miller's daughter, commits suicide. In the final song, the brook who has been his constant companion and his dear friend, as well as the means of his self-annihilation, sings him to sleep. I'm only playing the first and the last stanzas. These are the words to the final verse. Good night, good night, until everything awakens again. Sleep away your joy, sleep away your sorrow. The full moon rises and the mist dissipates and look at the sky up above, how vast it is. May we keep that awareness of the vastness of nature, the enormity of nature, as a comfort in these very difficult times.
my dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Kundlach. <laughs>